It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense. All in more or less plain English. Podcast number 829 for the 28th of April, 2023. This week, when I set up a new computer, Macro Express Pro is one of the dozen or so programs installed immediately. Those who don't need all of the power of the Pro version might find one of the three more basic options useful. In short circuits, DP Review has been an essential resource for anyone who uses digital photography, but Amazon has ended its quarter century run, and soon all traces of the site will be gone. Although Google was an early leader in artificial intelligence, ChatGPT and others took the lead. Google is now trying to reclaim its leadership position, so we have barred by invitation only. And 20 years ago, only on the website, Unicode was fighting for recognition in 2003. The advantages were obvious, but it wasn't catching on quickly. Today, Unicode is everywhere. Macro Express has been on every computer I've used since sometime in the late 1990s. I can't imagine operating a computer without Macro Express. When I set up a new computer, I install a course out of about a dozen and a half applications that are absolutely essential. These include Keep Alive HD, Google Drive for Desktop, 1Password, MailWasher Pro, Thunderbird, Vivaldi, Microsoft 365, CrashPlan, OneNote, Macro Express, UE Studio, Snagit, FileZilla, Cuter, Time Slips, and Creative Cloud. Once those applications are installed and set up, the computer is operational. Several dozen additional applications and utilities are needed, but these are the applications that I use many times a day, every day. And of course, you've noticed that Macro Express is in that group. The most basic function Macro Express provides is the ability to replace one set of keystrokes with another. Insight Software offers four applications that perform this task, Short Keys, Keyboard Express, Macro Express, and Macro Express Pro. The prices range from $40 to $80, and each step up includes additional features. I prepare text files for TechBiter Worldwide in UE Studio, a full-featured text editor. Each file is named to indicate the subject of the topic, the inception date, and the extension.txt. So, macroexpress-2023-03-31.txt for the file I'm using in this case. I use Macro Express Pro to add the date in the four-digit year, two-digit month, two-digit day format. Now, I could do that manually, but when I type two periods followed by DFD, I get the current date in the precise format I want. Yeah, I could glance at the computer screen to see what the date is and type it manually, and I'd probably even remember to type it in the right format. So, is automating the date worth 80 bucks? Well, the answer, of course, is no, but there is so much more. I have several date macros. The double period, by the way, tells Macro Express that shortcut text will follow. All of the date macros begin with D, and all of the items that include time information use a 24-hour clock. So on April Fool's Day, DFD would give me 2023-04-01. 
DDTM, which provides the date and time, would provide 1 April 2023 at 19,23,52. DDTE provides only the date, 1 April 2023. DTS is a timestamp, 19,25,11, or DTS2 is a timestamp without the seconds, 19,27. But even that wouldn't be worth $80. What else is there? Well, as I said, at its most basic, Macro Express Pro replaces one bit of text with another bit of text. Most of my current time savers make use of that function. The code for just about every issue of TechBiter Worldwide includes several uses of HTML and CSS code that force some text to move down so that it doesn't start before a particular inline image. I also use versions that protect images only on the left and only on the right. You'll see the actual text on the TechBiter Worldwide website. I use Macro Express to fill that in when I need it. I also frequently need the degree symbol, but I can never remember the code to produce it. The same is true for typographic quotes, the open and close double quotes, open and close single quotes, copyright and trademark symbols, address, phone numbers, and other bits of text that I need to type regularly. When I use Agent Ransack to search all drives for a file, I don't have to manually type D colon backslash semicolon, E colon backslash semicolon, F colon backslash semicolon, G colon backslash semicolon, H colon backslash semicolon, I colon backslash. Instead, it's just two dots followed by all drives. Typing the drive letters and the punctuation isn't difficult, but typing all drives is far less tedious. That would probably be worth at least 40 bucks for short keys, which could handle all of those tasks with ease. I chose Macro Express Pro all those years ago because it offered more complex abilities that I needed at that time and need occasionally even now. Maybe you're wondering what the point is of the two periods. Well, that's something that the user chooses. By default, Macro Express uses two backslashes, but I prefer two periods. Some users set the short key prefix as a single period. That seems unwise, though, because a single period could cause a macro to trigger unexpectedly in fairly common situations. Users also have the option of specifying the short key indicator should be used as a suffix, for example, all drives dot dot, instead of dot dot all drives. Also, by default, the short key and its prefix or suffix are removed when Macro Express replaces the text. If you need to keep the short key in addition to the text, you can do that. Defining short keys is just one way to launch a macro, though. The macro can be associated with a keystroke, such as Control-A or Windows key Alt-W. I generally avoid those because there are so many applications that use keystrokes internally, or Windows uses them. Control-A, for example, means select all in a lot of instances. Macros can also be set to run on a schedule, when an application's title matches some text, and on a variety of other conditions. Macro Express can record keystrokes and mouse movements. You can use a macro assembler to pick actions from a list. And you can write or edit macro scripts in a text editor after you learn the language. First-time users will appreciate the ability to record actions and the wizard. To use the wizard, click the wizard button and work through a series of screens to create a macro. Once created, the macro can be modified in the assembler view or in the script editor view. 
The wizard's first screen determines what you want the macro to do. Create a reminder, type some text or other data, send an email, load a web page, map a disk drive, play sound or video or adjust volume, work with programs, windows, files, or folders, or reboot or shut down the computer. From that point on, you work through a series of steps to create and test the macro. If you don't need all the features of Macro Express Pro, there are some lower cost options that might suffice. Short Keys is primarily a text replacement tool. Those who have the need to type repetitive information will benefit from installing Short Keys. Keyboard Express adds the ability to watch what the user does and record actions as a macro. It also has the ability to schedule a macro for playback, and it's a basic program control logic such as looping structures. Macro Express adds many more programming tools such as variables, string manipulation, error handling, optional password protection, the ability to create macros that call other macros, and links directly to the Windows interface. The current version of Macro Express Pro is 6, so Macro Express is the previous version 5. And Macro Express Pro. It includes tools for macro developers and functions that can respond to system events, access the Windows clipboard, run multiple macros concurrently, and additional Boolean date and time variables. You'll find additional details on the Insight Software website. There's a link from TechBiter Worldwide, www.techbiter.com. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In Short Circuits, for nearly 25 years, DP Review has been the go-to resource for many people when they're thinking about buying their first digital camera, upgrading to a new camera, or asking questions about digital photography. Soon, every trace of that site will be gone. Amazon acquired DP Review in 2007, and Jeff Bezos characterized it as, and I quote here, by far the most authoritative source anywhere for straight talk about new digital cameras. Since then, DP Review has included direct links to Amazon where people could buy cameras described on the site. It is doubtful that Amazon's profits from camera sales ever exceeded the cost of operating DP Review, so the decision to shutter the operation was exactly the right one from a capitalistic standpoint. But Amazon plans to demolish the site, too, removing 25 years' worth of content. How much would it cost the company to maintain nearly two and a half decades' worth of useful information? The DP Review site itself announced its own termination. The site will be locked with no further updates made after April 10, 2023, it said. The site will be available in read-only mode for a limited period afterwards. The meaning of limited period was left undefined there. 
And Amazon provided even less information, not even mentioning DP Review in CEO Andy Jassy's blog post. The axe-wielding reaches even DP Review's YouTube channel. The YouTube channel contains huge amounts of useful information that would continue to be useful. Why, Amazon, why are you tossing that into the trash? Jordan Drake and Chris Nichols say they will continue to create videos, presumably on a new YouTube channel. And good luck, guys. Although Google was an early leader in artificial intelligence, ChatGPT and others took the lead. Google is trying to reclaim the leadership position, so now we have Bard by invitation only. Invitation? Well, the time between being invited to apply and gaining access to Bard was measured in hours, at least for me, and I presume for just about everybody else. So there may be some amount of panic involved here. The fact that Microsoft is adding AI to its Office suite and has already added it to Bing probably increased the pressure just a bit. But Google is tempering expectations a bit. BARD may display inaccurate or offensive information that doesn't represent Google's view. That might be among the first few things you see when you launch Google's artificial intelligence entry, BARD. I asked BARD to compose a poem about cats. It starts this way. Oh, cat, you are a creature of mystery, with your soft fur and your piercing eyes. You seem to know all the secrets of the world, and you share them with no one. There are three more stanzas, which you'll see on the TechBiter Worldwide website. I also let Microsoft's Bing have a go at writing a poem about cats. Here's its first stanza. Cats are curious creatures with eyes that gleam and glow. They're always up to something and they're never very slow. As with Bard's attempt, Bing's poem has three more stanzas, and you'll see them on the TechBiter Worldwide website. So just how good is Bard? Perhaps allowing Bard to explain will be better than my attempt. I said to Bard, explain why Bard is so useful. And Bard responded this way, Bard is a very useful character in many different ways. He is a great support character, as he can buff his allies and heal them. He's also a good damage dealer, and he can use his magic to create illusions and distract enemies. Bard is also very versatile, and he can be played in many different ways. He can be a tank, a healer, or a damage dealer, depending on what the team needs. Bard is also a very fun character to play, and he has a lot of different abilities that can be used in creative ways. That blather went on for quite some time. I don't know what a damage dealer is or why someone would want to buff his allies. I did recognize all of the words that Bard used, but not in the order he used them. There also seems to be a lot of repetition. The second attempt was even worse, but a third draft was marginally better. Bard is a very useful tool for a variety of reasons. First, it is a large language model, which means that it has been trained on a massive data set of text and code. This allows Bard to generate text, Bard said about itself, translate languages, write different kinds of creative content, and answer your questions in an informative way. Second, Bard is still under development, but it has learned to perform many kinds of tasks. 
Some of those tasks include generating text, translating languages, writing different kinds of creative content, and answering your questions in an informative way. Still some redundancy there. And even more if you check out the text on the TechBiter Worldwide website, because I didn't include it all here. Bard seems to be like someone who's trying just a bit too hard to be hired for a job he's not quite qualified to perform. Bard entered the arena late and is still wandering around in what appears to be a state of confusion. Uh, but wait, he says he can translate. Let's give that a try. I asked Bard to translate Yaslusha Yomuziku from Russian to English. Now that's an easy sentence, and Bard got it exactly right. I'm listening to music. So then I wanted to try something a little more difficult, but still at the beginner level. It has been a very long time since I have been able to speak Russian, and even then I didn't speak it very well. So here's what I asked Bard to translate as spoken by a Russian speaker from Russian for free. The paragraph is spoken very slowly because it's intended for people who are learning the language. Там живет около 500 человек. Зимой обычная температура минус 50 градусов. Однажды в этой деревне было минус 71 градус. Но жители деревни привыкли к холоду. Здесь все друг друга знают. Все друг другу помогают. So here's Bard's response. As an LLM, I am trained to understand and respond only to a subset of languages at this time and can't provide assistance with that. For a current list of supported languages, please refer to the Bard Help Center. Well, that wasn't exactly the success I was hoping for. By the way, the correct translation is, the coldest place in the world is the Russian village of Omiakon. This village is situated in the east, Around 500 people live there. In winter, the usual temperature is minus 50 degrees. Once in this village, the temperature reached minus 71 degrees. But the inhabitants of the village are used to the cold. Here, everyone knows each other. Everyone helps each other. Well, that sounds exactly like a Russian language lesson from the days of the Soviet Union. Oddly, Bard claims to be able to translate Russian as well as 25 other languages, but cautions... I'm still under development, and my translations may not always be perfect. Well, you can say that again. My translations may not always be perfect. I am always learning and improving, and I hope to one day be able to translate between any language in the world. Say goodnight, Bard. In 2003, the advantages of Unicode were obvious to a lot of people, but adoption was slow. Now it's everywhere. Check out 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website to remember those early days. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blinn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.